0: In a world where guns all sound like Baba Booey.
1: <laughs> Boom! Yo! Ah. The thing goes skrrrrrra! Pop Skiddy kick pop And the poo poo poo! Boom! Skia! Tootoo cootoo cootoon poom! Boom poom!
2: You don't know!
0: Big shock! <laughs> Yo! Yeah yeah! Alright!
2: Welcome to Upside Talk Politics, the left-wing political podcast where we talk about politics. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil.
1: And I'm Darryl.
2: We
0: made it!
1: Yay! We're here. Getting a shot.
0: Oh. Wait,
1: wait! What'd you say? I'm gonna it, shoot you.
0: Was there a chance of that? Yes. Uh, in the oh, movie, in
1: today's America, there's always a chance. It's like a one in one thousand something chance. I yeah,
2: think. these are good. These are good goofs, guys. <laughs> So, yeah, we're gonna talk about gun control. Oh, so we can we can joke
0: about people losing their health care and fucking what else rape <laughs> and stuff but we're, I guess we're whoa, gonna whoa, hey, hey,
1: we do yeah, we do not joke about that. <laughs>
0: we just joke Jeez. about dying, we just joke about dying from a disease without it medicine. Yeah.
2: so yeah, we're gonna attempt to talk about gun control in a as you've come to expect as the listener of our show is a very tactful and nuanced way. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so I think it's a point before we get into this topic. To, to explain
3: what our positions are because uh you know um uh, uh, being liberals you expect the position to be oh everyone um we, we want to take away all the guns uh, you know the, the nra is
0: right we're gonna take all your guns away that's our I want
1: big brother watching me in my room while i sleep knowing he exactly. has all my guns
0: also it's, it's kind of tough because an issue like this is often portrayed as one like 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 for example the abortion question is like it, it, it's portrayed as you are either on one side or the other. You either want yeah. to ban all guns or want everyone to run around with, rif- like, rifles all day. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it is important for us to say, like, well, but, you know...
1: I, f- I feel like it's portrayed that way, but it's, like, completely fallacious, just, like, with the Oh, absolutely. It's like, I agree. The people agree. against those things, like, we are... St- kind of sitting somewhere in the middle of the spectrum like towards the left but we're not you know we're not as like heinous or terrible as the right makes us out to be
2: yeah yeah and a lot the nra especially uses the slippery slope argument like oh once they start this gun legislation it'll Mm -hmm. keep spiraling keep spiraling so i think it is important to say like these are some of the general broad Stokes strokes thing. Stokes. Sorry, let me take that sentence one more time. <laughs> These are some of the general broad strokes that we agree with or disagree with. And because I think bo- all of us kind of, despite Sly's usual stance, kind of do fall somewhere in the middle here.
0: I think I, I, I at least do for this. I, I know actually, you know, I, this might actually be an. Un- uh, this might go against what a lot of our, our listeners and people in the group agree with, because I know I know there are people who are extremely uh, pro-gun control, whereas I think for from what we talked about a little bit before... Well, let's just say our positions. Yeah, yeah let's just say, yeah. just say your position, yeah. Phil. Okay, so I am a, a little bit left where I think we could use more regulation in terms of background checks and things like that, but I do think everyone should have the right to own a gun even more than handguns, like... I do think everyone should have the right to own a rifle, Um, but as far as, like, you know, background checks, we we need more of that, and open carry, I'm not really a supporter of.
2: And what about, like, assault weapons or, like, automatics? Do you have limits on those? You know, it's one of those things that it's, like, uh, you have to draw a line somewhere
0: for military-grade stuff, and so, like, automatics, I don't think should be allowed, but... Like, then you, you get into the the really slippery area where you're like, oh, but semi-autos can be modified, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't have an answer.
2: So, I grew up in a cop house, as listeners have heard from the bonus episode I did with my dad, but I, there was always a weapon. He always had his gun with him, except when, like, he couldn't, like, on a plane or something, but he always had his gun with him, and a lot of my life, especially as a kid, was, like, We, when we went to restaurants, we would sit in places where he could see the door in case a shooter came in. Like that was just one of. It was just always. And it wasn't like I was afraid that we were all going to get shot, but it was always a constant reminder. So I understand, like, that people, you know, guns did make us feel safer when I was a kid. But I think if you're going to have a gun. People should be fully trained with it. And I think like we should have training every year for people that own weapons and stuff like that. And like, I think you should need to register them. Like we do a car, you you know, for, for me to get a license, yeah. I had to register it with the government and I had to pass a test in front of a licensed authorized supervisor from the government. And I also think we should have to retake our driver's test every few years, but that's, Besides yeah no
0: I, I i also want to say that i, I agree with that and
2: stuff. i also one of the things that i've talked to my dad a lot about is he is fully in favor of national gun laws because even though like we're in new york which is like a super liberal place and like we have more restrictive gun policies than other places every gun that like his main job as a cop is to get guns off the street and he every gun he had well you know most guns were from virginia that they would just drive up and sell yeah. on the street and that's one thing that the right does a lot where they're like, well, Chicago has strict gun laws and they have the most gun violence there is. It's like, yeah, because those guns don't come from Chicago. They just ship them from the state next door that has lax gun laws. Yep. And I th- so I definitely think we, have, we need more gun control. But I do – maybe I'm not as to the right as Phil, but I do think that like – I have family that lives in the country, and their, like, house gets attacked by bears sometimes. Like, I think they should be able to get, like, a shotgun. And, like, if I want a handgun, I don't. But if I wanted one in my house, I think I should be able to have one.
1: Daryl, what's
3: your stance on it?
1: Uh, My stance is a lot less nuanced and reasonable than Phil or Ryan it is that guns are inherently evil and I don't see them uh, as very differently than bombs. Which I think it's kind of funny because I just opened this saying that we're a lot more in the middle than people think. But I want to clarify by saying that I am not a person that proposes legislation and nor will any legislation that outright bans guns ever be introduced or pass. So I don't think that my stance really matters all that much. It's sort of like believing that like America should be a communist state. It's like that's <laughs> it's just not going to happen in our lifetime. So I, it's also.
0: Like, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You can continue.
1: Oh, you know, you can you can say what I you just want
0: to like. Say. It's it it's one of those things that's like yeah, I agree that they're morally evil, but at the same time, it's like well, I can't magic them out of existence. So we have to think practically, like what should what. They might be evil, but if there's 300 million guns in America already, we have to start from there, not just like are they morally right or wrong. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I agree. It's just it's hard because my, my initial
1: like my knee jerk response is that we just need to ban them and start confiscating them. But there are a whole bunch of more uh, difficult situations that will arise from this, including the idea that the Second Amendment was made so we could stop a tyrannical government from taking us over or making us do their will.
2: And I do want to specify as well that I totally agree with you, Daryl, that guns are inherently evil and that they are bad. But I think, like, just like I'm against drugs, but I'm pro-legalization, like, personally, I separate my moral and my political beliefs, which some people find amoral. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I but I definitely agree with you that I think they are very bad things that I wish didn't exist.
0: Yeah, I I, I also if I could somehow make them never have been invented, I, <laughs> I would have. But you know, it's just. I I think for me, I just take a, like a, a hard
1: stance on it because I haven't listened to enough conversations from people that need the guns, like the people that you mentioned before, Ryan, that have bears mm-hmm. prowling around. Where it's not, not even because... just bears.
0: But if you have a – if someone – if you're in the country and you, you have an intruder coming to kill you, you can't just call the cops and be like, I'll wait 30 minutes. Like, I'm in the country. See, you can't call for help. Like,
1: these are all, like, weird hypotheticals where I haven't heard enough stories that this is, like, a norm for gun owners that this is what happens instead of, like, their kid accidentally gets the gun and shoots yeah, themselves. Right. I mean, that yeah. that stuff gets reported – a lot more but that's the majority of cases uh, yeah that, that, of that, that, and that's my problem is that this yeah. if this is the majority of cases this is a problem
3: well on my stance uh being the guy who hates the centrist the most i've been on every fucking part of this fucking <laughs> issue except the center i think uh uh when i was in the high school i was a like a far-right libertarian like uh, i got into arguments with phil about oh we should have uh, no gun control Everyone should have guns, and then you, good guys with guns will stop the guy, bad guys with guns and shit like that. I, and, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna make myself sound like an, uh, an idiot uh, as opposed to what I usually do, which which, which uh, obviously, <laughs> I like but um, my current my current stance is like really torn because I, uh, deep down I agree with what uh, Daryl says. Like guns are inherently evil. I, I like my ideal society will probably be. Um, That, uh, you know, uh, from something like Britain where no one has guns, cops don't have guns, citizens don't have guns. It'll probably be like the movie The Militian Man where everyone's so pussified that a real criminal will show up. And they have to recruit Sylvester Stallone to stop him because they don't know how to fight criminals anymore. But uh, yeah, that'll be my ideal society.
0: Uh. (laughs) That Sylvester Stallone saves us. Wait, Sylvester? (laughs) That's my ideal society, so I can become the savior. Yeah, yeah,
1: he takes the guns away from everyone, then finally Sly feels masculine for the first time in yeah. his life.
3: <laughs> That's the ultimate goal. But uh, I'm I'm conflicted on this because um, first of all, uh, like I took the more leftist stance because because like interesting because uh, we talk about left versus right, and I always say it's arbitrary. When, one one good issue where it demonstrates how arbitrary it is is gun control because gun control was a right issue for a long time, and now it's a it's a It's a left issue because uh, now white people are buying guns, and not as many uh, black people are. The black black people aren't as big a concern as they they were in the past. But um, uh, but now uh, I I think think the leftist stance because uh, one way to guarantee gun control is to have uh, minorities and uh, leftists get get guns. Like that's how we got gun control in like (laughs) California. Say that because black people got guns.
2: So like when once the racist government is afraid then they'll yeah. li- make it so it's harder to get guns.
3: Yeah, so I was like, let's show on themselves. We shouldn't let this be a right-only issue. But the more I thought about it, the more I, I take, like, uh, the idea, like, uh, like Alex Jones says, you know, Mao took the guns, Hitler took the guns, and all that shit. Damn, uh, you took you took the best quote. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, uh, you know, uh, there is a concern that uh, if you have a... Uh, uh, no-armed citizenry that they become more easily taken over by a corrupt government. And if the mm. left is completely disarmed, if that's, it becomes a right issue that the right gets, gets guns, the left never gets guns. That means the right will, get, will take over the government and the left will just be like, we're, we're shit now. Fuck, fuck us. So it's, 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 and it's tough because, I, like I said, I hate guns, but they, like it's one of those things we talk about, the necessary evils. Like, yeah, like punching maybe, Nazis? Yeah, like maybe we should arm ourselves, even though uh, we might, deep down, hate guns.
2: Hmm. 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 This so is a tough issue. Yeah. So let's get some background on why it's such a big deal, Daryl.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I have a couple of statistics here that I'm just gonna rattle off. Uh, a third of the population is said to own a gun, and estimates for the total amount of guns in the United States is around 300 million. um CBS News compared. This is a report from CBS News. They compared 22 other high-income nations. To the U.S., and the U.S. is related, murder rate is 25 times higher than the other nations, although they also have a slightly higher non-firearm homicide rate. But compared to the other countries, the U.S. makes up 50% of the total population compared to, like, the other 22, but has 82% of all gun deaths, including 90% of women killed by guns, 91% of children under 14 killed by guns, and 92% of young people ages 15 to 24 killed by guns. Total suicide rate is similar to the other countries,
0: but our use of guns is higher since we have more. One thing I think it's interesting about these stats, though, is like you can say like, oh, the US has more gun deaths than everyone else, but it's kind of not a useful statistic because it's like, of course we do, we have more guns. I think what's what's more useful is do we do the guns we have make us murder more? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it, it seems like when I look at that stat those stats. Even if we take out all our gun murders, we still murder more than other countries do without guns. So it's like, it makes sense when you add in guns there that's, we that we do, mi- but it's not at such a higher degree. It doesn't yeah. like
1: eclipse everything else. Yeah. Like, speaking yeah. per capita, the US um, has a murder rate of 2.9 per 100,000 compared to Canada's 0. 0.5 and the UK's 0. 0.1. And 60% of our murders are attributed to firearms, whereas Canada has only 30%, Australia 18 and UK 10%. Right. Mm. Um... From the Gun Violence Archive, twenty sixteen in 2016, there were 15,000 non-suicide deaths from guns, 30,000 injuries, and 22,000 suicides from guns. And this is kind of interesting statistic, because when you hear about gun violence, you think about, you know, just homicides. But suicides make up 64% of the total uh, gun fatalities.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to bring that yeah. up, too, that we often hear these numbers, like, oh, 10,000 people died last year from guns, but... Oh, every year, more than half, usually way more than half, are mm-hmm. are suicide, and so it's like, can you can you count that as as gun violence? Like, I guess. Well, you, I you have can. heard
2: I have heard the counter argument for that yep. that most suicide attempts they. Once after the first attempt, if they survive it, they end up getting more psychiatric help or psych, you know, just psychological therapy yeah. or anything. Guns are an easy and way. They don't pro- they don't attempt a second time. Yeah, that's
1: a super important thing to remember. Yeah. Is guns are like an insta death machine, and it's harder yeah. for people, you know, to like slit their wrists or to, to actually take the whole bottle of pills than to just point a gun at themselves. Like it, it's an impulsive weapon.
2: And, and I think that same thing is applied to, like, the crime of passion when we talk about guns. Like, when there's a difference between, like, the, the calculated shootings and, like, the mass shootings that we're, like, almost desensitized to. But then, like, just the, just a couple days ago, I saw a shooting that it started, a, people heard an argument in a store and then a guy started shooting people. Like, mm. that's the kind of thing that when it's, like, heated and instantaneous, I think that the murder machine, as Daryl said, is, that is relevant.
0: Yeah, and I actually I do. This, is, this is like even though I'm trying to play devil's advocate and defend <laughs> guns here, it's like the, that's the one thing that you you really can't fix is like they will always inherently escalate the situation more than anything else could. Like yeah. any situation immediately goes to someone will die when it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Yeah, and, yeah, which is why we should uh, ban yeah. all guns. Yeah, right, guys, know. right. <laughs>
1: Um, 75% of gun fatalities are due to handguns and 5% from rifles, which is, like, an important thing to think of when we talk about, like, what are we banning? Banning, like, assault rifles, but it's,
0: like, those aren't the ones that are doing the damage. It's kind of like how a lot of people on the right say, like, yeah, these mass shootings are terrible, but they account for less than 1% of all, like, gun deaths. Mass shootings
1: make up around 5% of all
2: But at the uh, same time, though, like, I feel like it's easier to address that 5%. With a, like, when you look at, like, from a policy perspective, it's easier to prevent those, like, the, uh, like, the bump stock triggers that the Vegas shooter had. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's only 5%, but I would like 5% less deaths. That sounds great. Uh, one thing to note also,
3: uh, we're uh, only 5% of the population, but we make up 31% of uh, global mass shooters. And a lot of uh, places in South America have a uh, higher homicide uh, by gun rates than us, but mm. we, we beat them uh, in mass shooting rates. So
0: that's uh, actually a, an interesting thing we could also talk about is like th- those places that beat us are often due to gang violence, like uh, yeah. c- drug, drug cartels and stuff. And a lot of our shootings actually in the U.S. are gang related as well. They're in they're in cities where gangs are killing each other with illegal weapons. Uh, but it's also like th- the question can always be asked. It always makes me think of that Onion article of uh you know this couldn't be prevented, says nation where it only where the only nation where this regularly happens after a shooting. And it's like one of those things we can talk about not just the aspect of how many guns are used per year to kill people, but also we have the most mass shooters out of anyone by far, even places that have more guns than us. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because a lot of people have the reason in their head, they're like, well it's because of the guns or other people will say, well it's mental illness. Um, or other people will say, oh, it's just, uh, the glorification of violence in American media. And I don't know if any of it's not too wrong. Yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm not sure if it's any of of those. Yeah. I I, I don't know if it's, if it's, this is, might be a very, it might be just also part ingrained in American, the American psyche, like to,
2: but I'm going to get to more of this later, but it's also important to note that we have been as as these shootings go on, more people are buying guns and we're laxing our gun rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That right. That's a big thing is like, oh, this keeps happening. And instead of like one of our listeners, L mentioned that when there were a high amount of deaths, I don't remember what the other cause was, but I think it was like high vehicle deaths or something. Mm-hmm. oh The Obama administration yeah, 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 had the was. CDC look into that and say, like, why are so many people dying this way? And then they changed their laws to cut, to try to curtail that. Mm-hmm. Yet we, we're not allowed to study the effects right. of guns and we're not allowed to put any... Like any sort of legislation. So we just lax it. It gets looser and looser and looser. And like even gun laws that I'll get to later that I support still lax over time. And that like that's a big thing is like, oh, well, like it's not like we've ever really given it a shot Yeah, in the modern age.
3: It is important to note that CDC is, legal, is 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 banned is barred from uh, investigating this. They um, they don't and, get federal funding for it. They're per- yeah. Well, which
0: yeah. means it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, if you don't yeah. get money for it, there's not, it's not happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, really, if you can't pay people to do something, they're not going to do it. It's, yeah. 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 And, and well, and I, I think
3: it's, it's, oh. yeah, it's, it's more, yeah. It's more yeah. It's, it's point of Uh, and, but it's important to note that because uh, we were talking about how these these statistics. Are even hard to, like, come by or uh, to see what they mean because uh, there's so little uh, overall research uh, done into them. It's all, like, uh, yeah. random yeah. groups. Yeah, and, so, and, and it's, like, yeah, like,
1: if we could see what what type of firearms or what model are being used in homicides, it would be Or really even,
0: like, cranes. to categorize the different homicides, like, when we talk about gang violence versus crime of passion versus... Sometimes police shoot people who are trying to kill someone else, Or sometimes it's accidental, sometimes they're defending themselves.
2: Not only self-defense, sometimes, like Phil said, you know, you have, like, my dad was telling me a story, because I asked him, that's why I'm going to keep bringing him up, because I asked him a bunch of questions before we recorded this, is, like, he was just reading an article two days ago about, like, a guy tried to rob a bank, and he was holding someone at gunpoint, and a cop shot him dead, and, like, that was, like, does that... Is that gun violence? Is that It would would count as
1: gun violence, I think. It
2: is gun violence, but, like, that's... Is that statistic used when we were calculating these numbers? Yeah, like, should we
0: say, well, that's unacceptable, we should disarm, you know? Like, it's... A lot of these things are very gray to us because we don't have very good um, statistical analysis. Yeah,
2: and when you have the government refusing to fund studies that would widespread give you answers about this, that's a huge problem because I was trying to find evidence to refute things and it's it's impossible sometimes to find like evidence on cases I was trying to decide my stance on
1: yeah it's like we should ban all guns until the government lets us know <laughs> more things you yeah. ban all
3: guns just to be safe and then we'll see what happens after yeah, well, yeah. and then
1: we'll let the government <laughs> help us out after we have
0: no guns <laughs>
3: yeah
1: Um, So two more things. The Urban Institute reported that US hospital costs for firearm assault injury in 2010 was $630 million. These costs are concentrated among young males and residents of low income areas. The majority of the costs fall on the publicly insured and uninsured, meaning a lot of this money comes out of uh, the pockets of taxpayers, which is something I didn't consider as arguing it from the cost angle that Mm, we should be trying to like lower this down. And the last statistic is just the the. This is kind of pointless, but still interesting is that, um, according from to Politifact, who took their information from the CDC and Congressional Research Service, more people have died from firearms from 1968 to 2010 than in every U.S. war put together. Jesus, what well, so, one point four million to one point two million.
2: Um, it's,
0: it's one of those things that I, I know it's like I. I'm going to keep sounding like a right-wing talking point because I'm again <laughs> defending this but it's like one of those things that yeah the majority of hospital costs and uh, many deaths come from these uh low income urban areas and well that's the cost
3: of freedom that's what well, you're going to say well right no off. what I'm going
0: to say is if if most of those guys have these weapons illegally like does gun control do anything about it?
2: But you, you have could... to ask, how did they get them illegally? And yeah. like I said, in big cities, they get them from lax gun states. Also, and they, they just... probably
1: they probably have them legally.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, the, the best example, uh, the best question, biggest question is the mass shootings, and uh, I, I always turn to Australia because Australia had four uh, mass shootings occur between 1987 and 1996, and after those incidents, they. they uh, public opinion basically uh, pushed the government to have stricter gun uh, gun reform, uh, stricter gun laws. Uh, they had gun buybacks; you sell your gun to the government, and they'll, they'll you know reduce the amount of guns in the market. I have a question and,
2: about the buyback, real quick. Do you? Know, yeah, go ahead. We might not know, but do you know if you had an illegal gun, would the government still buy it? Like no questions asked. I, I'm not sure about that. But, I assume uh, that's the only way to get illegal guns like that. Like, cause why? You know what I mean? Like, they're not. going Yeah, you have to. That's
3: the only you are going to. Then you are just going to be in the market forever, right? So, yeah. Like, it makes more, more sense. But yeah, after after those laws are in place, they haven't. Uh, Australia has not had a uh, mass shooting since uh, nineteen ninety six, which is a very important thing to yeah. know compared oh, yeah. to
0: our stats. I
3: agree. Mm-hmm. Speaking of other countries. Speaking of other countries,
0: I mean, I I don't have like a lot of the statistics that I looked up was also the ones Daryl looked up. Yeah. Um, but it is it is worth noting that. Like I said earlier, uh, our homicide rate is in the, in the high, in the second, the higher half of the world in terms of like we're, we're up there, you know, like we're with Somalia and Kenya and other countries that have a lot of, uh, a pretty high murder rates. Um, we're not like in the extreme high levels. Like we're not in like South America where, like I said, a lot of this comes from, uh, drug violence, but our homicide rate in general is pretty high. And like I said, if you even if you take out all the gun deaths, all the gun homicides, our non-gun homicides are still higher than Canada and the UK's overall homicide rate. Now you're talking
2: per capita percentages, right? Yeah, of course, of course. So, yeah, I'm o- I'm always
0: going to say per capita because uh, we're a really big country, so that's yeah. why it's one of those things that like when Australia doesn't have mass shootings, I- I- you know, in a certain amount of time, and we do, it's like we're ten times bigger than them or more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. But it is worth noting, like, we well, have, have then, we have like we have like more, we have multiple year, a year. <laughs> yeah, we have, this year we have more
3: uh, mass shootings than we have uh, these in the year so far. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's like, it, it is worth noting that we're bigger, so of course we're going to have more by number, but we also have a lot more by percentage. Yeah, like I
3: said, we're 31% of the mass shooters, but 5% of the global population.
0: Like.
2: Right. Also, I just have a question that I should know really the answer to. Do you know what clarifies it as a mass shooting? It's when
1: mm. there's four or more deaths or injuries, including the shooter.
2: Yeah, but okay.
3: agree that's the
0: actual uh, okay. metric. Mm-hmm. Um so I was thinking, I was also gonna bring up some arguments that I think uh, hold more water than I ever thought they would on the on the anti gun control side because I in high school was more left than I am now, I think I, I you know, I really don't know, but I used you to. You are you arguing libertarian me, so I you probably. I probably pushing more left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, Our I listeners I used
2: to, know that Phil's main job is to troll Sly all the time. So if Sly was more conservative, <laughs> Phil was more liberal. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I used to be very much more pro gun control. I thought like it should be very strict, um, and I I've since thought about this, and my my opinion has changed because I used to think, well, gun for self defense, I can kind of understand, like if someone breaks into your house. You you legitimately don't have time to wait for the police to get there. Like if someone is there to yeah. hurt you or kill you or rape you or your family, like there is it's just kill them or not get killed. Like that is often the case. That is uh, an important thing to know. Is like oh, uh, the police will not probably not help you if like somebody breaks into your house. No, like, it, it's it's you. You can hope that they're just there to rob you and like when they see you they'll leave. But there are a percentage of cases every year where someone breaks and enters to kill, rape, or something or assault. Or
2: even if they break in to rob you and then you're there yeah. and they try to kill you.
0: Yeah that, yeah, that that can happen. Um, so I was always okay on that, but one of the things I never could, uh, I never got on board with until more recently was this idea that you know you need it to to fight the government because my stance in high school especially was always like, you it doesn't work. You're not going to fight the government. Like they have tanks and drones and missiles. You with your you know hunting rifle is not going to fight the government. But I have since come, I have come around against that because maybe this is after 15 years in Afghanistan and Iraq where. The most powerful military in the world gets bogged down by fucking f- farmers with guns. But there is something to be said about the ability to fight a guerrilla war against like against a superior enemy. There's no way... Because it's not like after after a period, like, your strength doesn't matter anymore. Like, you're not going to use
3: nukes on American cities or anything yeah, like
0: that. You- if there was martial law declared in this weird scenario, dystopian future, like... They first of all, part of the military would be part of this resistance. I'm almost positive because they're all like gun-toting. You know, get off my line A lot well, of them are right wingers. Yeah, the but at the same time, like you, it was it would never be a situation where the the citizens of America would meet the U.S. military in open battle ever. It's but yeah, it, I mean, it this doesn't is how need we to. Won the
2: American Revolution. Yeah, exactly. warfare. Yeah.
0: The, the, the the U.S. the the colo- like it's a good example. The 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 colonial troops. Of course they were not ever as good as the British, but they never needed to be because when you're trying to occupy a city and at any time people can just be shooting you from the trees from buildings uh it 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 becomes unsustainable. there's also an time. ocean between Britain and the us yeah, but the they had US. they they did have pretty big uh, forces landed here. I'm
1: it's saying it's it, it, it significantly different than fighting on our own soil yes. against our own government.
2: One of my problems with that, though, is when people are using those guerrilla tactics to kill innocent people, I don't... F- like, the guy sat in... Like, in Vegas, the guy sat in a hotel room and yeah. shot down into a crowd. That is a guerrilla tactic. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm very uncomfortable being like, well, we... And I'm not saying you're making this argument, but some are like, well, it sucks that he can do that, but don't you want to also be able to do that from the tyrants? Like, I don't, I'm not comfortable making that stance saying like that's necessary. So we can also do that to the government if we had to. It's also how many other like
1: Western first world capitalist nations have reached a point where they, the government need to be overthrown because it became tyrannical. Uh, not, that, less, not that it'll uh, never happen, but it just seems like it's significantly less dangerous than, you know, some South American countries. Like, what's they're going through?
0: I agree, but we're we're looking at a pretty small... Se- like, we assume, like, these things could never happen, but we're really only looking at the past 50, 60 years. Like, exactly. Imagine, say, like, imagine, like, imagine a world where, like Alex Jones said, Hitler didn't take the guns, Pol Pot didn't take the guns, Stalin didn't take the guns. Like, imagine if Jews were a bigger part of the population of Germany, and they were armed... Uh, it, it it would not have been such a simple task to grab people, millions of people, and round them up. Uh, and in fact, if you look at Poland, for example, the in the Warsaw Ghetto, some of the the, the Warsaw Ghetto uprising, like several of the of the Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto, ha- armed themselves and actually fought the Nazis for over a month. And they were a like less than one percent of the population there with. With guns that they basically stole, like they didn't, ha- they were not an un- armed populace, really. Okay, yeah. that's
1: true. But so then, is it worth it to have ninety percent of the children under fourteen killed by guns? Like the deaths on us, just because we want to fight back against an imaginary government?
2: That's in the future? my question. Yeah. Well,
3: that's that's my, that's always a question. That's an important question, though, because uh, do you take a short-term solution now to solve a problem in the current day to set a bad precedent for the future? And that's where, where the That's slope. that's
0: how I feel. Where it's like. Yeah, I, I kind of understand the argument that yeah, shooters, it, it like, it is terrible that this happens, but would it not be worse to disarm the whole population? And, and potentially, I, I, yeah.
2: yeah. And I think that that argument could, I would have humored that argument a lot less five years ago. But we have seen democracies slowly transition into totalitarian states. Recently, we saw it in Turkey. We saw it yeah. in uh, Venezuela. Like, these things do happen. And we, we, we like think to think that it's think, like, this is impossible. I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't either. But we like to think in our world, like, there's just a stable world, and outside of it, there's like chaos and stuff. But in our world, that can't happen. But I mean, uh, like, it, it's not true. Like uh, Spain, that squad
3: we grew up with is the one that's always going to be here. But it's not. It's it's already, already changing around and We us as we speak, and we don't know what's going to happen when things like climate change start occurring. Yeah, and like uh, countries become more and more destabilized. Like we're heading. I, to I just to... feel
1: weird having this problem that is pretty much like America's problem, and looking at it and being like, "Well, we can't give up our guns because yeah. you know, what if?" Yeah, like, no, I I, just, I feel I weird
2: sitting there and doing that. I do want to specify that I. While I understand the argument, like Phil was saying, like, I get it, and I do think it's something worth discussing, but I don't think that's an excuse for what we've done so far.
0: Yeah, I agree, and actually, I even though I, I don't think people should be disarmed, I do think there are ways of tackling the—or starting to address the issue without going as far as taking people's guns. Like, yeah. if, if, if we see that one of the big problems is, uh, you know, underage children finding their parents' gun and killing themselves— maybe there has to be some kind of requirement of where guns are stored. Uh, it's it's tough, though, because, like, Japan does that, right? So if you own a gun in Japan, it has to be stored in a specific place. The ammo has to be in a specific place. And, like, every month or three months, the police come and inspect your house to make sure the gun's in a certain place, whatever. But... It's like Americans aren't going to be like, yeah, police just hang at my house every month. Like, so not
2: is- that, not that severe, but we do have rules like that. Like, you need to have a lockbox. Like, you like there. Yeah, at least how do you, in New York? How do
0: you enforce that though? It's the problem. Yeah, do we have
3: police come to your house? In That's the, very true. Americans will allow yeah. that. Yeah, no, and
2: and we have and a and Fourth so, Amendment, you know. Yeah, I mean, re- legitimately, I'm though... I'm not quartering these troops. Uh, legitimate,
0: <laughs> <laughs> legitimately, I do feel like there there is a reason that Japan's okay with that because they they traditionally culturally defer to authority way more than Americans do. Like, I I don't want cops coming into my house whenever they feel like it. You know, but they, we
2: have a Sixth Amendment, you know, search and seizure.
0: That was, that was Fourth Amendment. Third Amendment is quartering.
2: Oh, shit. You just fucked <laughs> everything up. Fuck. I'm an asshole. Uh, so it's interesting because, um, uh,
3: our, our Facebook group, who like, talked uh, divisive issues, is, has been kind of, like, in the same wavelength. Uh, more than so than we have been. But they've all been pretty much, uh, um... In favor of gun control. But it's interesting because. Yeah, um, if if any of you are
1: listening to this and you're getting mad at us, please write in the comments. Like, tell us why we're wrong and explain things to us because I want to learn more about this subject. Yeah. More so, he
3: wants Daryl wants uh, us to get uh, the rest of us to get shit talk for daring. To yeah, do I want guns.
1: ammunition against the opposition. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I do. I mean, I think we're all in favor of more gun control, but it's just like I think we just disagree with maybe most of the left with the, some of the nuances of it. I think some of the right's talking points are valid. Yeah, yeah, and to
0: what degree do you do gun control, and what kinds of gun control? Like training yeah. is that gun control that you have to get trained every year? Like, yeah, I, I would yeah. be. I would support training because. A license and you go yeah, transfer, yeah. It. yeah. But,
2: th- but that's the thing is like, there we're not having this conversation in Congress, we're having the can we ease up, can we ease up, and like this isn't on the table, yeah. Like yeah. yearly training and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, yeah, we're kind of having a thought experiment, slippery slope kind of argument, but I think we're all on the same page that we have to do something about what's I, happening I think right now. And
1: the, one of the most important things I would like is for the CDC to get funded. Yes. this research because since yeah. Ha it was since 1996 that they haven't been able to do any research
3: yeah yeah thanks Bill Clinton <laughs> thanks thanks Obama but yeah uh, but essentially because you know you, you go in our forms and everyone seemed like kind of unified in this issue but I like, go into leftist forms and like uh, leftist forms that were unified for so long like on all because like you know you have all these issues that are so obvious to the left like uh, social you know Medicare for all, and... Um, basic income. Basic income, exactly. And now uh, now this issue comes along, and, like, there's a sharp divide. Basically, um, uh, you know, people believe it's the typical uh, liberal bullshit. Like, you take all the guns away, and then people say, like, no, now you're fucking disarming the proletariat, you know, power to the masses. I, I have a knocks. question. Do you yeah. think the sharp divide happened
1: recently, or was it, like, in the Obama administration? I think it was always there, but...
3: Um, the, the the divide is always there, but now, uh, like, it, it, you know, it's coming to prominence because the left is becoming more vocal. Because there's always, it always was like Bernie Sanders was criticized
2: for not being pro, uh, you know, and pro gun legislation enough. Oh, yep. Yep. During the primary, I had real conversations with some of my friends that were like more comfortable with Hillary because gun control was their big issue, and they felt yeah. Bernie was too soft.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the, the, the Bernie, uh, the Bernie was appealing to people of Vermont who are, are progressive on a lot of issues. Uh, but you know they like having their guns, and you know they're well. That's there.
2: one thing. I listened to a fascinating interview with Kirsten Gillibrand recently, and when she was in the House and she was representing an upstate red district in New York. She was much more pro. She was much more anti gun control. And then when she ran for Senate, and you know, you could take it cynically or you could take it optimistically, however you want. When she talked to you know other voters or wanted their vote, she became much more pro gun control.
3: And I, but I think that's a, a worthy discussion because um, in places like the South, um, uh, I I do support uh, doing that, changing your uh, stance because there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues you could unite. Uh, people on, and if they're if you're going to suicide your your political career and ruin the chance to have better healthcare, better public schools, better p- libraries, just because uh, you're going to try to get gun control that these people won't, won't want anyway, I think I think it's worth it to to uh, tailor your positions a little bit just to get those other important issues. Tailor through. your
2: position or sacrifice your morals. That's the thing, okay. is I don't know about that because, like, I have my personal litmus tests that I'm not going to vote for you if you don't follow, yeah. and everybody has their own personal litmus test, mm-hmm. but, like, gun control, it might be easier for the four of us to say this, but, like, do we don't have, do? I mean, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but, like, I've never had anybody in my life killed by gun violence. Okay. I have
3: definitely understand, there's not, there's not an issue where I'm making an absolute statement, I'm saying my own personal stance is, there are, there are many places where you are committing seppuku by being like uh, going too hard against against guns, and you could do a lot. I rather have a pro gun a pro gun Democrat than a Republican in those districts any day, almost universally. Not to
0: mention, not to mention, if Gillibrand is representing an upstate district, she should be yeah anti gun control. And when she's representing the whole state, that's the majority of you pro gun control, so she should yeah. support yeah. New York. As a, a pro-gun a pro control state. Like, I think it makes sense.
2: Yeah. And I'm sorry, Daryl, we kind of talked over you. What, what did you say?
0: Oh, that I said I,
1: I I think some of the family members on my father's side at least have committed violence with guns or killed themselves hmm. with guns. Might have been hanging. I'm not sure.
2: So that's, I mean, that, you know, that I think gives you more of an ethos than I have when you talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, I, 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 I still feel it. like
1: the fact that you grew up in a household with a father that carried a gun gives you a perspective that I would have never had and is is a that's really very valid true. reasoning for what you're going to discuss later.
2: That's very true. But, like, when when it comes to, like, the the, like, litmus test, I don't feel comfortable telling someone whose number one issue is gun control yeah. is that's not important as, like, my... You know anything else? it yeah. is this
3: is this this is like any of the mistakes is always up to the person individually. But, I, but, but like I said, I'd rather have a pro gun Democrat than a Repo- most Republicans in any district.
1: Yeah, because I, I was gonna say something like gun violence affects more people than trans rights do, but trans rights is a pretty hard line for me. Yeah, so it's yeah. like why, it's up, to, it's up to you. Yeah,
3: it's just yeah. It, so go ahead. yeah. Uh, Sorry, um, I mean, everyone's interpreting Daryl. This is interrupt Daryl all day. Um,
0: Just today, not normally. Yeah.
3: But I, um, uh, yeah, so uh, I have an article from the Outline uh, Leftist uh, uh, website. Guns in the Left is the article by uh, Gabby De v- Del Valle. Uh, and it talks about uh, how in Charlottesville uh, there were leftists with guns to uh, protect. You know the more peaceful protesters and they said that when when we showed up they stopped ha- harassing the more peaceful protesters because they saw we had guns and we weren't afraid to uh, show them off and uh, there's and there's like a, and it talks about all these different segments of leftist uh groups like redneck revolt uh they are an anti racist anti capitalist grassroots organization and their their whole goal is to find people uh, who uh don't like republicans but uh feel turned off by liberals uh uh, anti-gun policies so they're trying they're basically trying to uh fill that uh, void where uh you you don't like you don't like republicans but you like you don't want to give up your guns so we're, <laughs> we're here to support you uh there's a dallas-based uh huey p newton gun club which is uh, uh named after uh, one of the black pan the founder of the black panther party uh huey p newton And, uh, they, they call themselves the black alternatives to NRA. So basically saying like, oh, if you want, you want to be pro guns, but you don't want to be fucking supporting NRA. You want to be, you know, uh, support blacks getting armed, uh, where your
0: group, the black Panthers are interesting case for this too, because it's like, they, they defended civil rights activists and put pressure on white society to, to try to bring about reforms using guns. Like they, they would, they would literally follow cops around when they were harassing, uh, black drivers. Like and just watch the the police stops with a bunch of like rifles is watching. Like, yeah, there, there is something to be said of the the power of presence when you have an armed group, uh, you know, in 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 place. Yep, I, I I agree with
1: that.
2: I want to ask the two of you a question. Fill in slide. How did you feel about the Amon Bundy guy? Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up too. And that, th- so if if our listeners aren't familiar, because it was like what, like Last a year? year and a half ago? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And basically, a anti-government group of protesters took over a federal wildlife refuge in, orig- in origin <laughs> in Oregon, <laughs> in Oregon, and they basically were accusing the government of unfairly punishing ranchers who refused to sell their land. And they held, like, this whole building hostage. And it, it did become a big talking point for a couple of reasons. Because, one, like, they took a government building hostage with guns. But also, like, the question was, like, these guys are, like, these white, you know, like, these white ranchers. If they were black, would would we stand for this at all? And, you know, like, would the government shut it down so fast? But they, they held it for, like, a few days, right? I think yeah. more than a few days. It was, like, it was a few weeks. Mm-hmm. They, I thought it's a really interesting case
0: because I disagree with, like... It's, I wasn't, like, ideologically behind those guys, but I, I thought it was interesting to to see, like, I was saying, the power of an arm Like, it's not... We assume, like, oh, well, guys with guns can never do anything, but the government really stops and has to say, like, oh, shit, like, what can we do when we have this group of guys with guns? You're not going to send in the fucking military to kill U.S. citizens. So it's, like, it, it's... Even though I think their cause of, like, you, you shouldn't be taking over, like, Federal Wildlife Reserve, but... Yeah. Uh, the the it did show the power of what some guys with guns can actually do
3: yeah uh and to, sh- uh, to go back to the civil rights movement uh, uh, uh now Martin Luther, the, the article talks about guns are very intric- intricately linked to you know black history and like Martin Luther King uh, was surrounded by gu- guards with uh, armed uh, guards and like he wouldn't have gotten his message out uh if he if he uh didn't have uh, arm protection and he even applied for himself for um a concealed carry permit even though he was denied it uh so like even though he was Martin Luther King was preaching nonviolence, even he uh deep down acknowledged that he need you know you need a gun to protect yourself mm. and other it talks about other and there's another article uh by MTV uh the really really racist uh, history of gun control in America and it talks about how and this is what I was referring to like gun control was a right wing thing because uh, usually it was meant to uh, keep guns out of black people's hands starting back during the early days when they were ha the they were have the militia part of the militia's duty that the the second amendment talks about was to go uh, was to go and make sure uh, the slaves didn't have any guns like you would go do the patrols of the of, of slave uh, uh, you know uh homes and make sure they didn't have any guns. Uh, part of the reason why Second Amendment, part of the thought going into Second Amendment was uh, the reason why it's it it they want to make sure the militia was in place, the state-run militia was in place. It says the points of a state... Uh, a well-regulated militia. Yeah, exactly. Being necessary
0: yeah. to the security of a free state. Yeah. But then and it, it says the right of the people to bear, keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah,
3: so uh, the reason why it's written re- 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 so specifically, like, they argued... I know that one. That's the Second Amendment. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the most most argued-over amendment because one of the worries was that the, the, uh, gov- when the federal government was establishing an army di- during the Constitution, uh, Constitutional Convention, when they were establishing now we're going to have an army now, uh, the South was afraid now the state militias were deferred to the federal government yeah and that would mean uh what if the state if the federal government says uh slavery is outlawed uh your state patrols are gone uh the states couldn't do any do couldn't do to stop them so that was part why they fought so hard to make sure that the militias stay in place
2: i think the racial angle is so important because especially yeah. when you look at like you see so many examples of like a bunch of like white protesters with guns that are just like You know, they say they're open carry and all that stuff, but you don't you see them being allowed to protest peacefully and everything. But like, you don't see that when they're not a bunch of white guys. Yeah, you don't see that anywhere.
0: Well, you do if you look at pictures of the nineteen (laughs)
2: sixties. Yeah, when we got civil rights passed. Yeah and also like like
0: I said in past episodes like those groups that those those like black activist groups that walked around with guns often got into shootouts with the police so it's like yeah. it wasn't always just like oh we'll allow them to protest with guns
3: yeah but uh, but the, 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 like it was always an important point that gun control gun, the question always was whether well, black people should have guns and that's where a lot of gun control debates were came from uh, and that, that's why for a long time like blacks uh, were uh, against like gun regulation like Frederick Douglass uh, 19, in 1854, it said a good revolver was critical to staying free because uh, in the South, uh, blacks were barred from having we- any weapon whatsoever. After the Civil War, black codes limited rights of African Americans. Uh, they weren't even allowed to even have liquor, but they were also not allowed to have guns too. Uh, and you know, they also allowed
0: to vote. Um, they also right to serve on juries. Yeah, like it, we talked about in the past in past episodes, how uh, you know, even once um, all, the 14th Amendment was passed and everyone has the right to vote, it's like. If if there are two KKK members though standing near the voting booth with rifles, you're fucked. Like, un- yeah. unless you're willing to do something about it. But if, like, if those other people had guns and they're like, "I'm voting," you know, it, it's it seems like a, a really like primitive, barbaric way to to go about living. But often, or like, or if you just had people that didn't let the KKK people
1: stand there with guns outside of the voting yeah. booths. Great, except
0: like we said in the past, the KKK the was the KKK was the cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like K- this is this is yeah. you're you're assuming there's there's like this this benevolent uh, authority that will always look out for us, but i that, that's not real. Like, the yeah, people... What, what if Trump states
3: his own, like, well, well, all the right police forces around the country or some shit, whatever? Or, like,
2: if Trump uh, tries to push all his voters to be fucking poll security guards, like he exactly. exactly. really did in 2016.
0: And it's one of those things that I, I i see this on both the left and right, where both... They both think the government's always evil and fucked up, but they also are like, the government, I expect you to do the things I want you to do, but it's like, you that's not how it works. The government is made up of people, and a lot of people are assholes... And we see that even when we look at politicians now, we're like a lot of these guys are assholes. So why would you trust them to do things that are vital to your liberty and your your safety? Like I, I would. But
2: by not doing things, you're also putting your safety in jeopardy. Yeah, and uh, just uh... I, I have a question. Hold on, just real quick about this though. One of the things we talked about with gun control is like yearly training and stuff like that. If we're saying that the guns should be allowed to fall in the hands of like the oppressed people. Wouldn't, like, yearly trainings and registrations and everything, those all cost money. Wouldn't that... Is, it, is that like a poll tax? That's a good question. A little bit. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, a good yeah. question.
0: Just a little bit, yeah.
2: Because, like, for... I'm going to get to it later when I talk about the silencer bill that they're trying to pass. But, like, one of the things is that if you, like, to get a silencer, there's a $200, like, tax transfer. If you... And I'm not saying, like, I'm not pro-silencers, but, like... If there's all these taxes and stuff on guns, that's saying if you're poor, you can't have a gun.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good uh, uh, issue. That's my, that's, my, that's why any issue of uh, on uh, gun
2: control always conflicts with whether you know the leftist side of it, where you make sure. Well, Terry's armed. I would put a socialist spin on, and I would say, if we're gonna guarantee the right to own a gun, we should also guarantee the right to have to ha- a program in place yeah. where I can get training for
0: free. The socialist program where everyone is given a gun when you turn 18. Not oh, that everyone's given a gun. I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. Yeah. Guys like, are joking.
2: What I think, you know, like... I'm not necessarily saying they should be at, like, the library. But, like, there are <laughs> trainings that the government funds on, like, how to properly use the internet and stuff yeah, at yeah. the library... Why can't we do that for guns as yeah, well? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I
3: agree. I, I just want to quickly uh, explain, because I think it's interesting, the, the, sw- the switchover when it became uh, a right-wing issue to be anti-gun control. Uh, basically, uh, until uh, the, Ronald Reagan enacted gun control, he enacted the Mulford Act, after the Black Panthers showed up on the California legislator, the California legislator uh, carrying guns and say, "Oh, it's time for black people to arm themselves." So, Ronald Reagan was in favor of gun control. But what happened was in the 70s. Uh, first of all, the NRA, uh, when they moved from Washington D.C. to Fairfax, Virginia, b- became fighting more for weapons manufacturers, and also uh, African Americans because of the rising, the rising crime, and you know because uh, African Americans are disproportionately more likely to be victims of gun violence than uh, any other group uh they started embracing gun, gun control more because uh you know the kids and families started getting hands on gun control. So nineteen seventy six, uh like in nineteen seventy six, a uh, twelve to one majority black city council voted in D C to ban residents from owning handguns. And N W C P uh, v- uh started supporting gun measures. Um seventy four percent uh of of African Americans in nineteen ninety three uh, during the peak of gun homicides, uh, all supported uh, gun control, and now, but now that this trend is kind of uh, reversing. Black Lives Matter hasn't made gun control a center priority, uh, not just because of the racist history of gun control, but because they say gun control regulations like drug laws are more likely to be used against African Americans than whites. For ex- like stop and frisk, for example, which is a gun control. Uh, measure, in New York City, was used to disproportionately stop uh, black people and, and, and frisk something for guns, uh, despite the fact uh, most of the mass shooters are usually white, but the stereotype is it's obviously, oh, you see a black guy, that's the guy who's gonna be using a gun. So, um, and, and, and that goes into the other, back to the other article, uh, the the outline article, uh, they say, like, when you, if you have more gun control, you're affecting minorities more, you're giving the police more more authority to harass minorities, uh, more charges to press on them, and uh, as long as um, that culture exists, you shouldn't have uh, gun control, which is what a lot of leftist groups believe. Hmm.
2: Hmm. So I want to talk about something that's kind of the opposite of all that. Like <laughs> <laughs> great question. And, kind of, and kind of the like the antithesis that very much shows my background and my bias. But one of the things is. Um, I personally am, even though, like, I've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but, like, I do think there needs to be police reform and everything. Like, there's obviously a lot of institutional issues with the way the justice system works in this country, especially at a police level. But there is, I think there are, when we talk about gun control, I do think law enforcement is an important place to look because, for the most part, all the training and stuff we're talking about is kind of built into law enforcement. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not in favor of different regulations than we currently have, but I want to talk specifically about a bill that I want to get your guys' opinions on, that it was called the Law Enforcement Officer Safety Act, and George W. Bush passed it in 2004. Basically what it did was it set up a national... Like, it's a national policy that if you're a qualified law enforcement officer or a qualified retired law enforcement officer, you are allowed to carry a firearm in all 50 states. And one of the things that, like, when you say qualified, they actually do define all that. And you can't have... So you have to be authorized by that agency to carry a firearm. So like just because you're a cop, that's not good enough. You can't be the subject of any disciplinary action that could result in suspension or loss. So it's not even like have you been found guilty of something. It's if you're the under if you're the subject of it or there's like an investigation. It no longer ca- clarifies. You can't. It doesn't count if you're drunk or high, <laughs> and you like and you have to meet all the standards for your individual state. And then it allows you to carry it in all 50 states, but you also need to have ID with you at all times that shows that you're licensed and under that authority. So, like, my dad uses this to carry his gun in 50 states, and he has to have his, like, retired NYPD card that always says that he's allowed to carry the gun. And they also have to, every 12 months, they have to re-register their gun and go through the... And it says at the expense of the individual, which brings up my economic point but they also have to have training every single year and this brings the reason why i bring this up is because we've talked a little bit about the whole like the nra propaganda of like the good guy with the gun stopping the bad guy with the gun and there is a plethora of statistics and information that shows that that is total bullshit but i would really like to see statistics to see if that applies to if they're trained law enforcement officers or military, if that is also the case. Because, like, we mentioned when we were talking about this episode, like, before we started recording, Sly, you have done a lot of looking into the whole good guy with a gun thing, and it's it usually just spreads chaos, right? Yeah. And, like, I know I've talked to my dad about it, and he says there is no good good guy with a gun. If you're a guy that's not trained and you take out a gun in a place, even if it's to do good, you're a bad guy with a gun. <laughs> And I found that really interesting because, like, then law enforcement, like, cops don't know who the bad guys are. It gets very confusing. You can't hear where the shots are coming from. And I I really hope some of our listeners have some input or statistics on, is it still the same chaos if it's, like, an off-duty cop? And the reason why I brought this up is because I've, again, it's, it's, I know it's anecdotal and it's my background, but on, on Long Island in New York... Cops can ride the Long Island Railroad, the train system, for free because in 1993, there was a mass shooter who killed six people and wounded 19. And what happened was two years after that, Governor, Governor Pataki signed a, an order saying that cops can ride for free under the assumption that if something happens, cops will be cops and like take care of it. Like my dad always said, like I can, we can ride for free on the train, but. Like, if somebody takes out a gun like I have to go do my job like even though I'm not on the clock you know like I'm not on duty yeah and it's kind of like giving the Long Island Railroad a quote unquote free security force and there hasn't been a major problem on the Long Island Railroad since then so I wonder if does this policy act as a deterrent does it is it coincidental you know how oh, had- well, the, the, the deterrent uh is most likely uh, that doesn't
3: really answer whether uh, having, uh, cops, uh, will, you know, d- refuse them out of chaos, but, uh, it is a, a generally a good idea to have, uh, cops, uh, present at a, a location because, uh, criminals are more likely to go to a place where law enforcement are, are prominent. Like a polling booth?
0: Yeah, but that's I, a I, valid I, point. It's <laughs> a valid point, but like we said before, it, it, these people were not criminals. considered criminals legally but
2: but that's the the question that i have is like because one of the things that this comes up a lot is like if we go to concert venues or like baseball games or something in a lot of places my dad's not allowed to bring in his weapon and he finds that really ridiculous because like he's like if something happens like i have been trained for decades oh and also part of the law enforcement officer safety act is you have to have been a cop for 15 years and not had the disciplinary actions and everything. It's not just like uh, like if I became a cop, I can't All right, automatically that makes carry fifty no. guns. I mean, guns in fifty states. When yeah. you presented
3: that uh, theory to me, I was I, I was hesitant uh, on it because there, there are a lot of cops with very shitty training in this country, mm-hmm. and you know they do shitty things on the job.
2: But so for I, me, that is a police reform. Yeah, it, like, is, I, it is. I would. I wouldn't tie that into. Like, I don't think that that makes this policy bad. I think we need to train the cops better. But clarifying that, it's 15 years of a good record. I think they eventually dropped it to 10, and it might have even dropped to 5. But either way, it's not an instantaneous thing. The 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 reporting of it, I saw, they had just dropped it to 10 a couple of years ago. I think even 10 is fair, but, like, because uh, I, I don't think every cop should have... a Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, this is the kind of gun reform bill that, like... It does loosen restrictions, but I think it's well thought out and has, like, a lot of reasons why it works. And I want to compare it to the gun control bill that they have in right now, which they call the Share Act. And this is—they've had to—they tabled it. It was supposed to be voted on right before—I mean, right after Steve Scalise got shot, the congressman. And then they tabled it until he came back, and two days after he came back was the Vegas shooting. So they've tabled it again. But, like, some of the things that they've put on are, like, they want to make it... They want to lower the... Uh, they want to lower the waiting period for silencers. Right now, in some states, it's up to nine months. And they said you shouldn't have to wait that long. They want to get rid of any fees for it, and they also like want to make it much easier to get firearms over state lines. And like when they talk about silencers, they call it the Hearing Protection Act because it will it will save everyone's hearing, even though it only drops them thirty decibels, and all it really does is muffle the sound. But I'm editorial. Uh,
0: excuse on. me, they're suppressors, not silencers. Just yeah. gonna fix your lingo there.
2: That's true. That's true. I'm just I'm just being.
3: Yeah, <laughs> aren't aren't suppressors in real life, like in video games, you play
0: Golden 9 You're like pew pew pew. pew and, and...
2: No, they're really yeah. fucking loud. Yeah, that's but yeah. In, in
3: real life, they're just to scatter your shots so
0: no one can tell where you're shooting oh, from. Also, and f- oh, they, they do protect you. Like you do get hearing damage from shooting. Uh, that's why if you ever go to, if you ever go to a range, you need to you wear ear muffs at a range. Yeah,
2: but the actual they they show that ear muffs do the same amount of suppressing as the suppressors. And like it's one of those things. Yes, if you shoot all the time, like suppressors will help your hearing. But I don't necessarily think that that makes it something worth that's it. worth yeah. putting on the market. Just buy fucking earmuffs. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, even with earmuffs they recommend you use other stuff too. But like
0: what I I've s- heard what yeah. I've heard the argument is uh you wear earmuffs but if you have a home invader and you don't want you it to put on your, your earmuffs, hearing, and, then, then and I'm like going. I'm like ah oh, that's I would just damage my hearing to not to like Yeah, exactly. I will do that. Too. Like yeah. I yeah. think do I need a silencer for that
2: specific occasion? How many shots do you need to get off to, to, to take down a home shoot anyway? Yeah, anyway? Yeah, right. And and the th- I mean, I don't like that argument cuz like I don't know, but whatever. But some of the things, like, these are the gun control bills that we see. So this is the Share Act that this is, like, the gun control bill that's on. And all it does is, like, Title One makes it so the government can't limit the lead in your ammo if you're hunting in, like, a natural preserve. Like, and or the government can't limit, like, fishing or hunting in national parks anymore. Like, these are the kind of bills that they put in place, that there's a mass shooting... And they want to just increase where you can hunt and the different types of weapons you can use to hunt. And what what can you hunt,
3: including men? Yeah. And like,
2: that's that's why we're talking about like, oh, I'm not fully in favor of 100% gun control all the time and all that stuff. But that's not the argument that's being made in our government right now. And the reason why I bring it up is we have a nuanced conversation right here that people might disagree with, people might agree with, whatever. But that's not what's happening in the Senate. The bills that are coming in aren't when, you know, are we taking, you know, where do we draw the line between assault rifles and semi-automatics? It's just no guns can ever be outlawed no matter what. And like, that's the thing is this conversation was all well and good, but I feel like this is why the left leans harder into it because we get, we get negative progress when we make a big deal about it. Everyone's like, Obama's coming to take our guns and gun sales go up. And I have a huge problem with that because we're trying to push gun legislation and we're going backwards but
0: then is is saying we should ban guns and pushing for gun control not counterproductive
2: i think that we need to vote for like sly was saying i think we need to vote for congressmen and senators and local politicians that have this kind of conversation except where it's,
1: uh, I, when they're in the upstate and they need to support
3: guns
2: <laughs> yeah but i feel like i don't know i mean well,
3: here's the thing. Like I said, uh, even uh, even like uh, Bernie, people said Bernie Sanders was a, a radical gun guy, but like uh, like uh, a Democrat, like I said, a Democrat who is pro gun is not going to be like a fucking Republican where they basically want to get silencers for free to everyone. Like there's always there's always gradations. Like even if you vote for a pro gun Democrat in your local election, uh, that's still a much better than most Republicans. Like if you They're vote, they probably
2: out, centrist gun, not pro gun is what you're saying. Yeah, centrist gun. Exactly, that's what I should say. Well, centrist- but, Sly, I thought appealing to the center never That's all worked. I was going to
1: say. If, they're, pro- a if they're a pro-corporate Democrat, they're probably better right. than a pro-corporate Guys,
0: Republican. I'm, I'm ready to start ranting, Ready?
3: <laughs> well, the reason why I'm not against pro-corporate uh, Democrats is
2: because they usually fucking lose against pro-corporate Republicans because pro-corporate Republicans are better at appealing to that fucking shit. But I think it's important to note that we have made huge breakthroughs and Sly's saying appealing to the middle is the way to go on this <laughs> one issue and that's it. Well that's why that's why I'm all conflicted. Like it's, it's yeah it's it is it's hard like...
0: because maybe even if you don't push for gun control, like the the right wing news is still gonna say Hillary wants to take your guns, even if she doesn't. But like yeah. they'll have they'll have less ammunition to <laughs> yeah. do that. It's not
2: the first time we've made this point. <laughs> I know, but mis-ups. I you know what? But now I made it and I'm better than Daryl. So <laughs> fuck you, Ryan.
0: I'll shoot you if we disagree.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's I just wanted to bring it back that like even though we seem like we're more anti-gun control, that's in a broader, big-picture setting. Yeah. We The bills that are being put in our Congress right now are total fucking bullshit, and we want harder laws than that.
0: Yeah, and back... Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even bring up background checks much, but, like,
2: uh, th- those should be pretty thorough and, th- like... And universal, like, national database. Yeah. I... I talked to my dad about it, and he was saying, like, medical checks, like, psychological profiles and stuff, like, those don't happen in a week usually so like waiting periods are fine he said the only people that need guns right away are like police officers that their guns broke or uh like crazy people that are gonna go kill somebody yeah and i use it i'm quoting him on crazy i don't like that stigma but yeah what are you gonna do Maybe uh, you need a gun for tomorrow
0: because you know you're going to be home invaded tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but what if, yeah, what
2: if go, somebody says, going to kill you tomorrow? So then yeah. you have time to call the police and they have time yeah. to get there. Yeah, yeah, what no, what, if, it, totally what if it's a
1: cop that tells you he's going to kill you tomorrow? Oh, huh?
0: Call the
2: FBI! Help! <laughs> uh, no, but
0: really, longer waiting periods, stricter background checks, I am 100%. Background so. checks for online... Um, Gun sales, yep. mandatory oh, training for sure. Like and, all these and things are. Net- all better.
2: these things have to be at a national level. State yeah. by state, it does not work. I understand yeah. the resistance
0: to registries because, like, uh, Americans don't like registering themselves ever. Like because we've seen in other authoritarian but we do states. for so many other things. I know we do for
2: cars. Why yeah. can't we for? I, well, that, state, I want to state ask state about the, ter- the terrorist
3: watch list because uh, right now Republicans fight against anyone being on a terrorist watch list. And you know the terrorist watch list is usually bullshit. You have people on there that shouldn't be there. But like... Uh... Well, that's,
2: that's actually something that I'm on the Republican side on because I don't like the idea of the government taking away someone's constitutional rights because they were put on a list without any yeah. sort of trial or jury. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's something that I find... That's
0: that's the Sixth Amendment there. Like, yes. I think it's the fear registry because like, oh, you put
3: me on this registry as a dangerous guy, and I I, I didn't have a trial or anything for it. Fuck you. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. do.
0: Like, I mean, it, it is clumpish. You know? No, but 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 the argument then is like, how do you do a background check if some psychologist somewhere was like, you're gonna list now, and he can never get a gun, and it's like, yeah, oh, that's what that's, uh, what, that's, that's why, that's why not, I brought it up.
2: But maybe maybe it has to be a thorough like a process. Where you can appeal. I don't know. And also to be like a therapist, but even that, like the psychologist that put him on the list, that is somebody that's licensed and also regulated by the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so like,
0: but maybe then the state will just say every uh, black power activist is uh, psychologically. Yeah, you unfit. have to be crazy yeah. to
3: be a black power <laughs> activist. So obviously, <laughs> you can't have guns.
0: Like Martin Luther King Jr., he's too dangerous to have a gun. Yeah, yeah, was exactly. the argument actually? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's I think that's the right direction. Maybe the the specifics are are hard to iron out. And yeah. I, I'm not the one to do that. But. Yeah, absolutely. Let's leave it to our competent Congress. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the people we have to have guns to fight against.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I know I've been saying this every episode, but because I really, really feel this way, like every episode now, our the Facebook group. Oops, I talked of issues. Is getting like. We're having some really, really, really good conversations in there. And I really want to hear people weigh in on this. And one of the things, one of our listeners, John, mentioned, like, 3D printed guns are, like, starting to maybe be a thing. And that's a whole other thing we do not have time to get Mm -hmm. into. But I would love to really talk about that. Smart
1: guns, too. I I did some little research on.
2: Smart guns that, like, only fire if you're wearing, like, a bracelet. Like, there's cool stuff that I would really like to continue this conversation in the Facebook group for sure. So everyone should join that. Is there anything else we have to add, or can I go to the plugs? Plug. Plug Plug me. Plug. 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 I said that.
3: Plug. Plug.
2: (laughs) 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 So, speaking of Facebook groups, instead of plugging a show this week, I want to get our listeners to join the Comrade Radio Facebook group. And you can find that on Facebook, just search comrade radio. And I think it's called an indie podcasting network, but I could be wrong about that. We have weekly topics every Wednesday and Friday. So I just did some about memes. That's way more fun than guns. And <laughs> to some that's people also like where, yeah, that's where every show posts. Uh, that's where every show posts their episodes when they come out. And there's links in there for like the calendar for the month. Usually oops, doesn't have a plan because every day is a million years in Trump's America. But You know, everything's in the Comrade group, and all the, you know, and as always, you can find everything else at comraderadio.com. And that's all I got.
0: Yeah, now let's go, I'm gonna go play some video games where I shoot people, I'm gonna watch Punisher (laughs) next week where I glorify gun (laughs) violence, and maybe I'll listen to some, you know, music about shooting people and rap. Maybe I'll go buy a gun from Craigslist.
2: (laughs) Maybe I'll show up with a gun at a pole station. (laughs) And maybe I'll just regurgitate all of my dad's talking points. Oops, I ended the podcast. <laughs> .com, independent Podcasting Network